0: Shalom, mishpucha. This is Sid Roth. Mishpucha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the mishpucha, the family with the Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with a very supernatural guest. And now here's your host for this program. It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavez.
1: Thank you so much, Sid. And thank you all for joining us today for Messianic Vision. Our guest today is a prophetic revivalist and has actually experienced living under a portal or an open heaven as you may have heard it called. He teaches that Jesus lived under an open heaven and therefore we can too. And when you live under an open heaven, creative power is released, resulting in signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, he has received some keys to supernatural kingdom encounters, and he's here today and wants to share some of them with you. Please welcome our special guest today, Jeremy Nelson. Hi, Jeremy.
2: Hey, Donna, it's a pleasure to be here with you.
1: Well, we sure appreciate it. So glad to have you. And I know that you said you were excited about two things. One, the amazing variety of supernatural encounters that you've had, and also the fact that you've been given some keys that you want to share with everybody. Now, what are we talking about here?
2: Well, you know, in Matthew 16, really uh, 17 through 19, Jesus asked his disciples, he said, who do men say that I am? And, you know, they said to him, they said, some say Elijah, some say one of the prophets of old. But then he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter, he confesses, he says, well, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. And so, uh, you know, Jesus tells Peter, he says, blessed are you. Simon bar for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but your Father who is in heaven. And then he goes on and he says, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Yes. Because i have given you the keys of the kingdom that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And so, uh, you know, I was actually meditating on that portion of scriptures and reading uh, about those uh, you know different scriptures, and God began to speak to me about the keys of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to say about that is that it was as Peter confessed Jesus as Lord. Um, and, and what Jesus says to him is he says, blessed are you, Simon Barjonas for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but your father who's in heaven. And basically he was saying on this rock or on this confession or on revelation knowledge, I'm going to build my church. And so the keys of the kingdom are actually words that are given to us from the Holy Spirit or words that are given to us from the father. Um, when he speaks, they're like keys that can, open up or can shut things in the realm of the spirit
1: yes yes and you have said that Jesus unlocked the doors of heaven and revealed these unsurpassed keys of authority power revelation to all of us who know him even now and Jeremy you're calling this this teaching this brand-new book this message that you're sharing an invitation
2: Well, I believe it's an invitation for whoever has Christ in their heart. So if you're born again and you're saved and you're a believer, then God wants to give you the keys of the kingdom. He wants to uh, anoint you to hear his voice. He wants you to anoint or he wants to anoint you to see in the spirit. And really, God's looking for partnership. I believe he's looking for an entire generation to partner with him so that Jesus would receive the fullness of his reward for his sufferings on the cross and that souls would come into the kingdom.
1: Yes, yes. And I know, I know you're a seeker, Jeremy. I know that about you. I've been, I've been reading your material. I've been listening to your messages. You are a seeker and you were seeking for these keys to the kingdom. God answered you, didn't he?
2: Yes. Uh, I, I've, you know, i received many encounters actually out of just desiring to know what the keys of the kingdom were. You know, he revealed to me three specific keys. Uh, you know, number one was the key of David, which uh, is the key of intimacy. And, you know, we can talk about that here uh, a little bit more, but also, uh, you know, Luke 11:52, it's very interesting. It's a portion of scriptures where Jesus is rebuking the Pharisees. And he actually says to them, woe unto you lawyers for you've taken away the key of knowledge and you've hindered those who desire to enter in because you yourself are unwilling to enter. And that's really just talking about, you know, uh, the, the knowledge of, of God, the revelation knowledge, yes. where what you know about him in your head becomes heart knowledge. And then there's, uh, you know, the, the third key, which I believe is one of the most important, which is the key of love. And, you know, everything in Jesus's ministry, if you look at it, you know, the Bible says that he saw people in his day like sheep that had no shepherd, that were scattered and wearied. And because of that, it says that he had compassion on them. And because he had compassion on them, because he knew that they were in a terrible state, he healed them all. He moved in the miraculous. He touched their lives. And the motivation of his heart was love.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So how did some of these keys and the ones you're talking about today actually come into your possession?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, I actually received a prophetic word from, uh, you know, the the late, great Bob Jones, who's gone home to be with the Lord, yes. uh, who is, you know, a papa prophet to so many. And, uh, you know, I, I received a prophetic word from him uh, that God would visit me. Uh, we were speaking together at a conference, actually, uh, in, you know, over in your guys' neck of the woods for Rick Joyner at Morningstar. <laughs> and... Uh, Anyway, Bob had given me a prophetic word. He said, listen, God's going to give you a visitation, an encounter tonight. You need to wait on him. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially if I'm at the outpouring here that we're hosting or I've got a lot of guests or uh, whatever, if I'm busy, I actually will go to my car and pray. And, you know, it's like I find time to go to the car because no one can bug me there. (laughs) And so a lot of times I've actually had, you know, pretty significant encounters in uh, a rental car or like my car here. So I actually got away from the conference and the business of the conference and just to be alone with the Lord and got a coffee. And as I was waiting on the Lord, I ended up having an angelic uh, visitation. It was an open vision. And in this vision this angel handed me a key ring and there was two keys on it. And um, it was, you know, this uh, Matthew 16, 19, and it was Isaiah twenty two twenty two. And I knew that God wanted to release revelation to me concerning those two scriptures. And so I began to study uh, everything I could on those uh, scriptures. And, and what's amazing is, you know, uh, God confirmed the word of this visitation. You know, one of the things that I love is that when God speaks, he'll confirm his word with signs and wonders and he'll make it very clear. He'll make it very evident of the fact that something is of him or not. And, uh, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word of the Lord is established. Too many people, they just have one little visitation here and then they nail everything to it with maybe just a scripture, but I mean, know there's themes when it comes to the heart of God. And so, uh, it was interesting because i began to look up isaiah 22:22 22, 22, and it says this it says uh, in the key of the house of david i will lay upon his shoulder and what he opens no man shall shut and what he shuts no man shall open And that's mm-hmm. talking about jesus he is the key of david but uh, it, what's interesting is a lot of people don't recognize isaiah 22:22 22, 22 and 22:23 22, because it, in isaiah 22:23 it says this it says um, that he shall be a peg if founded in a secure place, and he shall become a glorious throne to his father's house. And that, that word peg, it's like the kind of peg that you would, you would put next to your door that you would hang the keys on. Yes. And so literally Jesus, the key of David, who is the one who holds the keys, uh, you know, what it's saying is that the father has put the keys of authority upon Jesus, who's become the peg, who is a glorious throne to his father's house, And Jesus holds the keys. But out of intimacy, when we get knowledge or we get revelation from heaven or we hear his voice or he opens up his word, we get to grab hold of those keys from the peg, who's Christ, who lives in our heart. And we can unlock spiritual dimensions. We can open up. We can shut. We can bind. We can loose. And uh, it's just a, a fascinating, you know, revelation. And and so God began to open that up for me after I had that encounter as I began to read the Word with the spiritual
3: experience.
1: Yes, yes. You know, there's something so interesting that I found. I, you know, many of us just love the stories in the Bible and the parables that Jesus told and then the the miraculous stories. And you were talking about uh, how, how Jesus said that he only does what he sees his father do and how that related yes. to the story about the, the pool of Bethesda.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I love the the story of the Pool of Bethesda because it's kind of a mystery. You know, like when you read it, it's very interesting. You know, you have all these lame, paralyzed, blind, you know, just the the, the sick is all there waiting for the waters to be stirred. And when an angel would come down at a certain time, whoever would get into the pool first would be healed. But when Jesus shows up, you know, in the natural, you would think, wow, there's no greater place to have a healing crusade than right there where everybody's going to. Everybody's waiting to get healed, but he walks up to one man who had been lame for, you know, over uh, uh, 36 years. And he, he walks right up to him and says, Hey, how would you like to be healed? You know, and the guy's like, um, Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to be, you know, to get in the waters. But before I can get in there after they're stirred, someone gets in before me. Listen, I, I would read that over and over again. And I began to ask the Lord, Why did you only go to one person when you could have healed the whole pool? And it was very interesting because, you know, if you keep reading, after the man's healed, he tells the Pharisees, and it says that Jesus tells them, he says, listen, the son of man can do nothing of himself, but he only does that which his father shows him or that which he sees the father doing. And then in verse 30 of chapter five of John, it says that he only does what he hears the father saying. And so there's something about miracle power. I call it the counsel and the might of heaven yes and you know when you get the counsel or the insights of uh, the how-tos from the holy spirit or, or what he's telling you to do and you obey it there is a power that comes forth there is a might that comes forth and jesus walked in that power and that might and i believe out of his radical obedience to the father miraculous things would happen consistently and you know i've seen that before i remember one time i was in atlanta and, uh, you know, I was uh, ministering. In fact, God began to teach me this after I received these encounters. And, uh, you know, I was preaching this in a pretty large church there. And I began to press in and I began to say, God, I want to see what you do. And I want to uh, hear what you say. And I want to operate, you know, in a, a greater level of authority right, and power. Right. And God began to tell me, he said, oh, I'll train you if you're if you're willing to step out. And, you know, one of the greatest keys to really seeing the miraculous or having encounters with the Lord is just stepping out and being willing to go for it. And I'll never forget because the Lord told me to, to do the the weirdest thing as far as, like, ministry goes. I had never done this before. But, you know, usually when they introduce you to speak, you come up and you introduce your, your ministry a little bit or yes. maybe you preach and then you uh, would minister to people. But the Lord told me, he said, as soon as they bring you up, he said i want you to line up 10 people on the left side of the pulpit and prophesy destiny over every single one of them and he said if you do that there will be an anointing that will unlock for deaf ears to open and uh, and also there will be um, you know a release of a pool of Bethesda like atmosphere where where miracles will break out and uh, and so i was just radically obedient you know and and that john 519 scripture was really what I was going off of. So I lined up 10 people. And wouldn't you know, you know, when you're obedient to God, the spirit of prophecy came. Words started flowing. And, I mean, people got really touched. And then I had said, if you have a deaf ear or deafness, ring in the ears, whatever it is, just come over to the right side, stand in the line, and I'm going to pray for you after I'm done with these guys. Well, anyway, I started praying after I prayed for the the 10 people. And listen, deafness after uh, deaf ear. Ringing, all that, just there. There was a ton of them. Got instantly healed, and there was one man that was even deaf in an ear from birth. Yes, and the ear opened wide, and it was amazing. And it was from that moment on that I began to realize, wait a minute, I can move in a higher dimension of power and authority, but if I want to do that, I it requires a greater obedience, a greater intimacy of the Holy Spirit, because. That's how humility works. It's out of obedience that the things of the kingdom work.
1: Mm-hmm. And you were you were teaching them as you went and, and imparting this spirit of counsel and might to them. And you said there was some people that, that started getting healed and they were just saying, I stepped into the pool, I'm in the pool, I'm stepping into the pool. Yeah,
2: yeah and, and that was, uh, you know, immediately... After the deaf ears started, you know, uh, opening up, the Lord told me, I want you to announce that there's a pool of Bethesda type anointing and that if people need a miracle just to run forward, and they did, and they just started getting healed in the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, it was a powerful healing meeting. And yes. it, it's, you know, we see this so often in our, our meetings all the time now, uh, wherever we go is... If you can find the blueprint of what God wants to do, you know, everything that God builds is by blueprints. In fact, God told Moses when he built the tabernacle in the wilderness, he said, Build according to the blueprint. He told Noah when he built the ark before the whole earth was flooded, he said, Build according to the blueprint, Mm -hmm, according to the pattern. mm -hmm,
3: mm -hmm. And
2: so I believe that there are predestined, preordained works that God has called every believer to move in. We're not just talking about preachers and teachers and You know, the evangelists and the prophets and the apostles and pastors, I'm talking everybody. And, you know, if we can learn to tap into the voice of God, which is his counsel, then we can see might wherever we go.
1: Yes, yes. And you know what, Jeremy, I know you and your wife, Miranda, and you've got others on your team. You guys are definitely releasing the kingdom through signs, wonders and miracles. You have been in revival for over five years.
2: Yes, uh, we, we've been hosting Revival in 2016. We did a conference, and uh, it's never stopped. We've been going ever since. It's called the Fire and Glory Outpouring. Woo. We've li- we've literally had every state in America, you know, people from those states come out. Um, over 120 nations have visited, and there's an open heaven. I mean, you know, many of the prophets that come, And, uh, you know, speak for us, because obviously speaking, I I think, you know, we're at twelve hundred and fifty nights or so uh, of revival right now. And obviously we 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 bring in friends and and guests to help us uh, steward the speaking side and many, many of the prophets that have come in have prophesied. They said there's a there's a portal here. There's an open heaven here. And and what you guys are seeing happen is transferable. People can come and get under the portal and they can receive the anointing and they can take it out where they go. And we've been seeing that.
1: You said people come and they get under this portal and they experience the glory and it's transferable. All oh, that is so exciting to me, Jeremy. So it's not just yeah. you and where you go, but these people come, they get filled with this glory. They get this transference of this impartation of what's going on there. And then they take it back all over the world.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, Matthew 3 and 16 and 17, I mean, if you want to know what a portal is or you want to know what an open heaven looks like, you know, Matthew 3, 16 says, uh, when he was baptized, talking about Jesus, it says, he came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And then it, it says, suddenly or he heard the voice of God from heaven saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And so one of the things is the DNA of an uh, open heaven or a portal over your life is that you'll start to tap into the voice, that counsel of God. You'll start to hear his voice. You'll start to experience his love. The miraculous starts to open up. The gifts of the spirit begin to uh, be imparted. And that's what we've been seeing in the body of Christ. I mean, we have literally seen hundreds of thousands of people that have been activated in the seer anointing, hundreds of thousands of people that have been healed. Uh, you know, we're almost at a half a million salvations, Ooh. actually, uh, you know, since the outpouring broke out in, you know, both in San Diego as well as worldwide in our crusades. And so, you know, people, they say, well, what's the fruit of an open heaven? That's the fruit of an open yes. heaven. Is when people come in to uh, the atmosphere, they catch the anointing. I tell people all the time, the anointing of God is more caught than it is taught. Yes. And, and <laughs> when, when God is pouring out His Spirit, you can tangibly receive.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, I think most people can grasp the fact that Jesus operated under an open heaven, but now you're teaching and, and saying that we as believers can also operate under an open heaven because Jesus did, and that is scriptural, right?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, if you go to the first book of John, and you were to read, you know, verses 43 all the way through the end of the chapter, which is 51, you'll see that Jesus had an encounter with Nathanael. And when he saw Nathanael, you know, Nathanael was wondering, is Jesus really the savior of the world? And when he sees uh, Nathanael, he says, before Philip called you, you were under the fig tree. I saw you. And then The response of Nathaniel from one word of knowledge, I believe Jesus had a word of knowledge where he saw Nathaniel, where he was praying with God. You know, Nathaniel goes, you really are the savior of the world. I mean, that one word touched him so much and jesus says the most interesting thing to him in john uh you know 151 and he says this he says most assuredly i say to you nathaniel hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of god ascending and descending upon the son of man and what i really believe he was saying was oh you think that that's amazing that i gave you one word of knowledge (laughs) nathaniel wait till i die on the cross raise again from the dead i make my home in your heart and then all of a sudden, the angels of God begin to ascend and descend upon you, and not just you, an entire generation. And so, and, and it, not just Jesus' generation, but every generation that's to come. And so, it, it, right there, you can see that if you have the Son of Man, who is Jesus, in your heart, then that means there's a ladder from the earth to heaven and that the angels of God will ascend and descend upon you. And so I believe that there's, you know, personal open heavens and, and a portal that you carry. And then I also believe that there's hot spots. There's uh, corporate places where people can come where they're dry and thirsty and they need to get activated. They get under the portal yes. and it activates their personal portal. And then they leave from that place. And they now are carrying that same open heaven. And that's what we're seeing at the fire and glory outpouring.
1: Yes, that's the impartation. That's the transferable anointing that you are, you know, releasing at, at this revival. Now, you told me a story. And, you know, I think about Miracle Signs and Wonders. And I'm like, OK, what category would this story fall under? And I'm thinking, I believe it fits all three. <laughs> you were telling me about driving home one night from yeah. the revival. What happened?
2: Yeah, this was uh, about six months ago, and, uh, you know, it was a lot of times because of the, the glory of God and the presence that comes. I mean, we, we literally will be at the meeting till one or two in the morning, and, uh, you know, it was a Saturday night, and I left the, the building, the church, about 2 a.m., and I was driving home, and, uh, you know, I got near where I live, and I, I was just driving the regular street, and as I got to this intersection, uh, this uh, this drunk driver ran a red light. And I mean, probably going 50 miles an hour. And uh, as I'm driving through the intersection, I look to the right and I see the lights. And I mean, mm. his headlights were so close that it lit up the whole uh, inside of my car. And I just, I literally braced myself because it looked like he was about to T-bone me. And then all of a sudden, uh, everything got really hot. And then woof, his car went right through my car and barely missed the guy behind me. I mean, that guy swerved. And anyway, it was it was an interesting experience, to <laughs> say the least. And uh, And after it all happened, I mean, I was pretty shook. And I said to the Lord, I said, God, what was that? And he said this to me. He said, that was me protecting you because you've got too much to do in your calling still. And the devil just tried to take you out. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, listen, he said, Jeremy, just like I can transport someone from one location to another, he said, I can actually uh, I can actually cause something to go through you. I can I can protect you. And he, he showed me just like Jesus. Remember when they wanted to throw him off the pinnacle of the yes. cliff because they were yes. mad because he said that he was the anointed one and the spirit of the Lord was on him. And then it says that he walked right through them. I mean, they wanted to kill him, but then- right all of a sudden Jesus just walked right through them like they didn't see him and he disappeared. And so uh, anyway, I believe that when you're called of God and, you, you know, you're doing the purposes of God, he'll protect the anointing and he'll protect, uh, you know, his sons and daughters at all costs. And so that was one of the wildest experiences I've ever had.
1: You know, as as I listened to that story, it It makes me think I bet I can just feel it. There are just thousands of people that are listening to this broadcast and listening to you, Jeremy, that are in the same situation as far as saying you got way too much left on your calling to be taken out. So would you speak to them just for a second?
2: Yeah, you know, this is what I tell people. The safest place to be in the realm of protection is in the midst of God's will for your life. And, you know, a lot of people will say, well, I don't fully know what that will is. Well, how many know the Bible says go into the world and preach the good news? And it says those who believe, it says this, these signs will accompany them. It says they'll cast out demons, they'll pray in new tongues, and it says they'll lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. And so what I tell people is if you live a kingdom lifestyle, there will be kingdom protection around you. The angels will always be active. There will be, uh, you know, the, the, the supernatural hand of God. And so even if you don't fully know what your individual destiny is yet, but God wants to show it to you, that's why we're doing this show. He wants to give you the counsel of God so you know who you are and whose you are and where you're going. But what I tell people is the safest place to be is in the fire and intimacy And the safest place to be. And your calling is doing the works of Jesus and what he did.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And we're going to talk about more of these miracles because I believe that is so faith building and it really just helps people to understand the magnitude of the supernatural realm and also some more about the keys that God has shown you. But first, let me take just a second here and let everybody know that, Jeremy, you have prepared a special and exclusive for the Messianic Vision and its supernatural audience, three CD audio teaching series called Portals of Revelation, Releasing the Kingdom of God Through Signs, Wonders and Miracles. And as always, Sid will be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get this powerful, powerful package so that you can start operating and signs, wonders, and miracles as you read this book and learn from Jeremy's teaching. Jeremy, if it's okay with you, I really want to share a couple more of these, these miracles before we get back into teaching some more of the keys. Is that all right, brother? <laughs> I, yeah, I think it's amazing. Okay, you were at a service calling out some yeah. words of knowledge, and you called Absolutely. out so specific so specific a young woman that that God was showing you had been in a car accident.
3: Yes, um I was I was actually
2: ministering uh, with around 1500 people in a service and uh, I, be, I began to move in just that those keys that we're talking about, that supernatural realm of revelation, God began to give me revelation knowledge of what he wanted to do. And like I said earlier, there's blueprints, there's, uh, you know, building according to the pattern. And one of the ways that you see the creative power of God that releases transformation in people's lives as a healing minister for me, is I look for the specific miracle that God wants to do that night or miracles and so this specific night I was ministering, the Lord showed me there was a woman who had been in a car accident several years before. And when she was in the car accident, uh, she actually didn't have a seatbelt on. She hit her face on the windshield and that there was even brain trauma or brain damage that was going on. And I gave this word of knowledge and this woman came up and sure enough, uh, she had been in the car accident a couple of years before hit her face on the windshield, and she had so much brain damage that it was actually affecting her motor skills um, with both talking and uh, even uh, at times uh, with seeing and and different things. And uh, she actually had broken a lot of the bones in her body in that car accident. The doctors had fused a lot of those bones together with metal. And I didn't know that uh, part of what had happened but what was interesting is she came out to the altar, and I was about to lay hands on her. And when I went to reach my hand out, all of a sudden I went into an open vision, and standing next to me was Jesus. And I looked over, I mean, it startled me. And what's funny is nobody saw the Lord like I saw him, but everybody could feel the presence, invade the room. And you could hear people getting touched by the presence of God, and everybody knew something had changed in the atmosphere. I can feel it right now, actually. <laughs> As I'm talking about it, and uh, and and I I looked at Jesus and he looked at me, and he said, "I got this one." He said, "You just stand down." And I said, "I didn't even know what to do." I just all I said in the microphone is, "I'm just going to step back." I see Jesus in the room; he's going to pray for her right now, and literally, she felt him touch her on her head, and in a moment's time, all the metal in her body dissolved. God did a creative miracle. Her her brain was touched. She began to talk normal. She hadn't ran since this car accident, and she started running around the room. And it would have been physically impossible because of all the metal that was in there. And I mean, it, it was uh, such a powerful miracle. The whole place uh, exploded into worship, and and you know, it was one of the most powerful miracles that I've seen in a service even to this day. But the Lord himself showed up to minister to this woman. And it was like the Lord was showing me that there are going to be times when God is going to come down. It's it's just like, you know, the scriptures in Isaiah yes, 64, yes. one through two. You says, know, there's so you know, oh, many they, you of those run the that are, heavens and as come you down. say,
1: powerful, powerful. But Jeremy, we're talking about here even resurrection power, raising the dead. And you, you've actually seen that.
3: Yep.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, it it was Easter Sunday uh, at the revival (laughs) and God spoke to me. He said, I want you to advertise resurrection power. He said, I want you to tell people that I'm going to raise the dead. And this is a week before, you know, and so so I boldly got up. And, uh, you know, we have thousands that watch online. And so I said, hey, listen, we're going to do a resurrection power service next week. I believe God's going to release the land oh, no. the raise the dead. And I just kind of <laughs> proclaimed it out there. And uh, part of me was a little nervous because I was like, oh, wow, I just threw that out there. Is someone going to bring a dead person to church? Yeah, like – and uh, <clears throat> and actually what's funny is someone oh, no. <laughs> in one of the churches, because we, we have a bunch of churches that come together for this outpouring. Uh, someone had actually died, and so I thought, oh, here we go. They're going to bring them, you know. But they didn't end up doing that. And so, anyway, the the night came, and then I was a little disappointed. I'm like, ah, oh, come on, I, you know, like I wanted to see the dead race. But what I didn't know was there was a woman there who had a friend in Egypt who had just, uh, you know, died that day. And she actually came to the altar and she said, "Listen, I have uh, this piece of paper. It's all the information about my friend." Can you pray over it? And I get so much stuff handed to me sometimes that I don't always uh, have time to read it right on the spot. And so I just said, let's agree right now for having to, uh, having to touch— your friend and I didn't ask her the the condition. I just laid hands, prayed, we decreed the healing power of God. And I declared just like Jesus touched the centurion, soldier servant who was at home dreadfully tormented and they were healed. I I said I rebuked the spirit of death. We released resurrection power. And the lady got touched by the power of God and just walked off with her note. Never gave it to me. And she came back several months later and she was literally shaking on the power of God. Comes forward, she goes. I have to give a testimony. God's been on me, and I I, 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 should have done this sooner. And I said, okay. Well, what's your testimony? She said, Do you remember praying for me? I told <laughs> you that I had a friend that needed a miracle in Egypt and, and on the resurrection Sunday. I said, yeah. And she goes, Well, I forgot to tell you, she was dead. And I was like, what? And she goes, Yeah. After you prayed, uh, she literally raised from yeah. the dead in, in the hospital after being, you know, declared dead and she said it was the most amazing miracle and I'm thinking yeah <laughs> like how did, it, how did it take you that many months to come back here and to tell us about this miracle and so what's awesome is God did it he raised wow. the dead
1: on that <laughs> just, so, That's you know, a wow one for me, Part of me, me <laughs> was like, did Jeremy. I miss it or what's going on? But really what happened is <laughs> the, the I just did know heaven, it. The heaven, the portals that you are talking about, portals of revelation, one of the, the huge aspects yeah. of that is anointing. And I know a lot of people come to this revival that, that you are hosting here, the fire and glory outpouring. So I know a lot of people come to this revival, and they sit there and they soak up this anointing. Tell, give me an example of one. Tell me about one.
3: Well, you know, just like we saw the dead raised in
2: that resurrection power service at the, the outpouring, uh, there was a young girl that came. She was in her early 20s, and she actually just got in a flight, flew out to San Diego, came to the meetings, and sat under the portal there for a couple months. And just as you know, she basically took her summer vacation to come. And so she was there night after night, just in the presence. And you know, we see this often where people catch the anointing. And sometimes all they got to do is just get there for one night. It doesn't even have to be, you know, the the whole time. But anyway, she was there getting touched by God in the presence and flew home to Lithuania. And when she got back to Lithuania, she thought, okay, God, I've been in the the fires of revival under this portal for, uh, you know, those months. So what did I catch? Like, what annoying did I get? And so she actually ended up leaving her home that day. And she was talking to the Lord about it, and she found a guy that was dead in the, you know, in the alleyway, and you know he he had been there. He was stiff already, lost all his color. And so she ended up laying hands on him and he raised from the dead. So uh, she had been at the outpouring where we saw the dead raised even through that decree and now yes. she carried that anointing back yes. to Lithuania and the dead was raised there. So and she was it's doing amazing exactly because, what
1: you was teaching she a young twenty two really year old girl that keys, had no that ministry is experience. And she was just for God the, keys and the that anointing. Others possess So you may be listening and saying, you know, yeah, Jeremy possesses this key. I'm not so sure about me. But that's what she was doing, soaking that up and gathering that key that you possess, proving, as you said, it's impartable. It's transferable. Wow, that's pretty exciting, huh? Yep. That's
3: right. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I love seeing people activate. We need an army activated
2: to see the the kingdom of God come on the earth and and touch lives. I believe we're in a season right now. And I want to speak to you, those of you that are listening. Uh listen, I I had an encounter this year on Rosh Hashanah uh which would actually that would that would be, you know, last uh, September October during during the feast time. And uh the Lord showed me in an open vision. I was actually taken to the mountain of God. And I was looking down from the mountain of God, and I saw this massive valley of people. And I mean, there was millions and millions of people in this valley. And uh, as I was uh, looking in this valley, I saw two evil spirits that were actually on assignment. And these two evil spirits were drawing people away from the mountain of God. And what they didn't see, uh, but what I saw, was uh, they couldn't see where they were going, but yes, when yes. I saw where they were going, people were literally falling off uh, into to hell. I mean, it was a crazy encounter, Donna, mm-hmm. and and as they were falling off into hell, I knew uh, that what I was looking at was the Valley of Decision, and I knew that that God wanted to uh, spark an outpouring of the Spirit you know and i saw in the vision there was a cloud that had a scripture in it and that cloud was joel chapter 3 verse 14 it says multitudes multitudes in the valley of the in the valley of decision for the day of the lord is near in the valley of decision i feel like this is the time that we're in right now, for those that are listening, there are multitudes of people being led astray by division, being led astray by deception, whether it's religion or political things or other stuff. And and what's happened is the devil is trying to take a generation away from the mountain of God. You know, the Bible says broad is the path that leads to destruction, but narrow is the path that leads to life. And so we need the keys of the kingdom. We need yes. the power of deliverance, the yes. power of healing. We need resurrection yes. life. Do you and want we to need pray to also recognize right now? people a I know we're not at the end of the program. Please right stay now, with us. This is not the end. But, the but of I God. feel
1: such an anointing on you right now, Jeremy. I would love it if you would just pray for those that are listening.
3: Yes, yeah, Father, I just yes. thank you God
2: for uh, for men and women and uh, for you know, children and even everyone of every generation right now, Lord. I thank you that all hands are on deck in the season for this next move of God. And Lord, I pray, Father, that you would release Lord God that anointing of counsel, that Lord, just like in my vision i was I was standing on the mountain of God, looking down on the earth next to the king, and as that as I saw that counsel, I saw the plans of the enemy to try to destroy a generation and take them to hell. I thank you. Raise up a generation that would bring the light. You'd raise up a generation that would bring the kingdom of God with resurrection power and glory, that there'd be signs and wonders that'd be activated. Lord, I pray that even right now there'd be a portal that would open up over our listeners and
3: that
1: Lord, there'd be a tangible release of the spirit and that you would mark people to become harvesters in Jesus name. It's time for the church to start thinking big. It's time for us to start thinking big. And Wow. You told me a story about you were actually thinking big here. You were yeah. in Malawi, Africa. Tell us about that.
3: Yes. Yeah. So, you know, part of uh, our ministry
2: is we host the the outpouring, but also we do mass crusades all over the world. We have a, a huge heart to love on Muslims and to see them come into the kingdom. And so we were in Malawi, Africa. We had about 70,000 people that night in the meeting. And God spoke to me and he said, Jeremy, he said, I'm going to release the anointing of healing and deliverance tonight to the people as they receive me. And he, he said, I want you to declare the blood of Jesus over this meeting. And what's interesting is there was a ton of witch doctors there that night. They were in the back of the meeting, trying to curse the meeting. And so he said, I want you to speak directly at them. And he said, you tell them that the blood of my son, the blood of Jesus is more powerful than the sacrifice of animals and the sacrifice of, uh, of wickedness. And if you know anything about uh, blood sacrifices, this is the deal. The purer the sacrifice, the more power it possesses. And so Jesus is the spotless lamb without blemish, the most powerful sacrifice that has ever been given. And so he said, if you'll declare the blood of Jesus over the whole meeting, I'll break all the curses and I'll break all the demonic powers. And so I did. I just got up and said, we plead the blood of Jesus over this entire region, oh. over this entire crusade. We released the fire of God, and that night, out of 70,000, around 40,000 people got saved. And we went, we went into deliverance, and literally, I, I broke every curse, and we started to bind. Uh, you talk about the keys of the kingdom. We started to use the key. That specific key was the key of the blood of Jesus. And uh, we began to, to bind, and we began to loose, and then we released the key of fire, and, and uh, you know, when I say keys, that's what he was saying to release. He said, release the blood, release the fire. And those are like keys that open up and shut. And so when we did it, at the end, we said, hey, who here <laughs> saw a demonic spirit leave your body or experienced the deliverance tangibly? And, and literally 50% of the crowd began to wave their hands out of 70,000 people. And even witch doctors were giving their lives to the Lord And there was such a powerful anointing that hit that night. We got a report six months later about a man that was two miles away. He was born blind, laying in his hut. And when we released the power of God, he could hear (laughs) faintly... Uh, on the, the loudspeaker wow. and his blind eyes open. <laughs> Jeremy, I think hut. you're he thinking big. Up, didn't know what to do. He was freaking out because he'd never seen it before. It's, and he got sick. <laughs> it's
1: time to think big, isn't it? Something you said a little earlier just intrigued me. You said God will move heaven and yeah, earth to get you to. to the right place for the right time for your calling. Jeremy, <laughs> tell me about the time that you were supposed to be speaking at a meeting at this huge stadium Way more people showed up. The traffic was jammed. The roads were closed. How did you get there?
3: Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting about it was uh, I
2: actually was told by, you know, our hosts and Uh, they they said to us, they said, listen, do not be late. You know, we're expecting a lot of people to come out and, uh, you know, you can go into town and get some food. And so we went and got some dinner and, you know, the dinner took longer than what we thought. And so we were in a rush to get back, you know, I had to be at the service to open it at seven o'clock and uh, it was on TV and everything. And, and so anyway, we drive to go, but the problem was there was like two miles of traffic both ways way more people showed up than what was expected. I, I think this arena could hold uh, around six or 7,000 and, and probably uh, 10,000 people showed up. And so if you can imagine, you know, people were upset, they couldn't get through. And I remember just having this feeling in my gut, like, Oh no, I'm so in trouble. There's no way we're going to be able to get through this. And I told my driver, I said, dude, just take any exit. We got to find another way. And he just, We actually jumped the median, turned back around, took the first exit we could. And then all of a sudden, we pulled up to the back of the the stadium. We're there. And I didn't think about it. I was just so worried about being late. I had like four minutes. I open up the car door. I run in. They literally give me a microphone, and I go open the meeting, uh, you know, live on TV. And then... When I get done that night, I go to the pastor who set it all up, and I said, "Wow, thank God we found that secret road in the back that nobody knew about." And he said, "What are you talking about?" And I said, oh, "Well, I mean, we just there was all the traffic, and we turned off, and we found the secret entrance in the back, and he opened up the back door, and it was nothing <laughs> but woods. There was no there was no road back there." And I realized in that moment, wait a minute, we just got transported. And God spoke to me after that. He said, Jeremy, he said, I'll move heaven and earth to get you to the right place at the right time for your calling. And he told me, he said, you needed to be in that meeting speaking. And he said, therefore, I put you in the right place, even though you were in the wrong place. And, you know, Philip was transported in the Bible. I mean, it's one of my favorite portions of scripture, because when he ministered to the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, that was there, the treasurer. Uh, you know, for the queen of Ethiopia, it's amazing. He's reading the book of Isaiah. The spirit of the Lord tells him jump up in the yes. chariot and he starts to preach the gospel. And the, um, you know, the man says, there's water over there. Shouldn't we, uh, why shouldn't I be baptized? It's one of my favorite stories. because The Bible says he dipped the Ethiopian eunuch into the water and then the spirit of the Lord caught him away to <laughs> another place. But here's the crazy <laughs> part. Could you imagine being the Ethiopian eunuch when the, he says, well, I baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then, but then you never come back up. And then you come up and you're like, where'd that guy go? You know, like, and and these are realities of the kingdom of God that God wants to release on the earth. And the religious spirit, you know, and even... Uh, the and Jeremy, that is exactly what you are of doing. To be you released are to preparing
1: church, and equipping the, the, the church to be unstoppable. Preparing for that something that is big. So let me remind everybody one more time that Sid's going to be here at the end of the program to let you know exactly how you can get this brand new book and brand new and exclusive three-CD audio teaching series called Portals of Revelation, Releasing the Kingdom of God Through Signs wonders and miracles so be sure and listen to Sid at the end of the program to get that Jeremy wow you know I I listen to this and we're talking about miracles signs wonders open heavens portals of revelation but it, it all comes down to his presence doesn't it his presence living in his presence
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The the presence
2: is key to everything. And, you know, the presence supercharges the giftings and the anointing. And, you know, we've been hosting revival under an open heaven for over five and a half years. And the key people ask us all the time, they go, how do you keep going, not burn out? how, How can you do what you do? And here's the key. And it's not just a key for the the revival. It's actually a key for your individual life. Those of you listening right now, if I could give you one key that's going to really open up the heavens over you, listen to what I say right now. Here's what the Lord told me. He said, Jeremy, if you'll focus on my presence and hosting my presence, he said, I'll release a grace that'll sustain everything that you're called to do. And so people, they go, how do you do what you do and not burn out with all these meetings? And I tell them, well, it's easy. I'm not ministering to people. I'm ministering to him. And as long as I continually minister to the Lord and I'm I'm in a place of focusing my heart on him and worshiping him and living in his presence and reading his word. And it's not just a, a ritual and it's not just religion. But it's a relationship. Then His presence sustains and activates everything in my life, and it, it, it never gets old. It, it just there's always a freshness. There's always a, um, you know a, a touch of His love in my life, and and so you know I really believe that God wants to activate that into an entire generation. And if we would start to focus on ministering to the Lord, we are so glad that you have
1: joined us today. We're going to to be leaving in just a moment, but I I just don't want to let you go until you release that to all that are listening. Every person that can hear this broadcast right now, will you release that right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. And uh, listen, you guys, I want to pray for you right now. And God wants to invite you like we opened up. At the beginning of the show, he wants to invite you into a deeper relationship, into a greater dimension of intimacy with him. He wants to he wants to activate you to live under a portal, under an open heaven, but also he wants to partner with you for the greatest revival of souls that the earth has ever seen. I believe that. And that's one of the purposes for why we're doing this show. I know this is one of the purposes for why Sid does his yes. show is to reach people for Christ. And and so I want to pray right now that God would release the keys of the kingdom in your life and that God would open up uh, the, the doors to hear his voice more. He would open up your eyes, open up your ears, open up your hearts, that his anointing of power would come forth. And so, Father, I thank you for everybody that's watching and everybody that's listening. God, those that are tuning in right now, we decree in the name of Jesus that the heavens are open over their lives. And Lord, I thank you that as they receive Jesus in their hearts, And that, Lord, as they uh, step into relationship with him, Lord, I thank you that that same anointing that was on him would be seen in their lives. That just like Jesus told Nathaniel, the heavens are going to open over your life and the angels are going to send and descend. Lord, we release that anointing over people right now that are listening to this podcast. And Lord, I thank you for the activation of your spirit. I thank you right now for the activation eyes that see ears that here. And Lord, just like Jesus, he said, freely he received, freely he gave. Lord, I pray that the keys that you have given me, uh, the key of love, Lord, that, that key of, of uh, you know revelation yes. and knowledge, God, uh, Lord, I, I, I thank you that those keys that we were talking about earlier, Lord, impart them and activate yes. them to people right now, we pray in Jesus' name. And, uh, and, Lord, I pray, God, that you would light people on Ooh. fire to know you Yes,
1: are. yes. I'm going to say amen to that as well, Jeremy. Thank you for joining us. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this amazing and powerful resource package from Jeremy Nelson. Sid?
0: Do you want to live and operate under a portal that's an open heaven? Do you want to see God's tangible kingdom, power and glory manifest in your life in a real way? Are you ready for signs, wonders and miracles to be normal for you, not for everyone else, but for you? In Portals of Revelation, Jeremy Nelson releases three powerful keys of the kingdom, intimacy, authority and revelation. Jesus unlocked the doors of Heaven and now he's holding out the keys to his kingdom and inviting you to release his glory on the Earth. The keys that Jeremy reveals will open doors and open the heavens for you. Are you ready? I know you're more than ready. Be sure to get Jeremy's brand new book, Portals of Revelation. Releasing the Kingdom of God Through Signs, Wonders, and Miracles, and Jeremy's brand-new and exclusive audio teaching series, Living Under an Open Heaven, for investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9753. Once again, that's offer number 9753.